and welcome to the most excellent 80s movies podcast. It's the podcast where a filmmaker and a comedian dance their way through the 80s movies we think we love or might have missed with our modern eyes to see how well they hold up. And this is Dirty Dancing, a movie selection from 1987. Okay, that's another in a just series of super weird, super weird trailers because it, it they make it seem like it's like dark and gritty at moments, and then they're like dirty dancing. It'll be the time of your life. Like, what a weird! <laughs> and it's like basically the whole movie just explained to you by that guy. Mm-hmm. So, so weird. I, ugh, I don't know. Um, hi, I'm Chrissy Lenz, a uh, uh, director of the Neighborhood Comedy Theater, and with me as always is filmmaker Nathan Blackwell. Hi, how's it going? Uh, good to be here. Yes, yes it is. So, um, <laughs> I assume that you're, you didn't have the same experience I did, which was constantly, constantly, constantly rewatching. Dirty Dancing, but that's maybe that's an unfair assumption. This is true. In fact, I watched Dirty Dancing for the first time just recently, only hours ago. No, you seriously have never. You, this is your first time seeing it. It's true. Um, to be fair, the the Venn diagram of Dirty Dancing and Nathan don't intersect much. Okay, except that's... with Patrick Swayze, right? And there, and there were apparently other offerings. That appealed more to the Nathan. Right. I mean, Patrick Swayze really does give you like a full um, charcuterie plate of different ways to enjoy him. Um, it's and... true. It's true. <laughs> so I, I guess I'm not that shocked that um, you you missed this one. Although I, I am definitely learning it now for the very first time. Um, okay. Yeah, I definitely watched this movie over and over and over and over. But... We watched this movie as a family over and over and over. This was a family hmm. favorite. And it's the example I always use of how, like, when you're, when you're a kid. Of uncomfortable you... movies to watch with your parents? No, like, I didn't. That's what I'm saying is that I didn't get any of the, like, subtext or of the plot at all. Like, I didn't understand what was wrong with Penny. Like, I I didn't have any frame of reference or any kind of understanding of of what knocked up meant or uh, 
The like, adult themes. Yes, the adult themes completely escaped me. And so as a youngster, to me, this movie was about dancing and forbidden romance. Um, <laughs> the between... wrong side of the track. Yes. So that was the piece and, and you know, that appealed to me uh, as a young person. And now watching mm. it as an adult, um, it's like, wow, okay, this movie is 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 gritty. It's it's real. It's about class. It's about the haves and the have nots and and what privilege will buy. Um, mm-hmm. Yikes. So I let's just jump in because I am I need to know okay. what you thought about this movie. And I will. Uh, so we'll get all of, we'll run the gamut on this one. We'll get someone with completely fresh eyes and somebody who who definitely has the haze of nostalgia. Okay. <laughs> so what was what's your initial impression? Well, um it, it was a mixed bag. Um I uh, definitely enjoyed some of the um adult themes. Mm-hmm. And and any time that Patrick Swayze was on screen. And honest, honestly, Jennifer Grey I I enjoyed a lot too. And I mean there's a lot of great performers in this. Um you got guess, Jerry Orbach up in there. Oh, yeah. Like, classic Jerry Orbach from Law and Order. Like, you know, a- again, like, every every scene that a lot of these people were in were, was just a slice of pie. Mm-hmm. Delicious pie. Um, uh, the mom from Gilmore Girls was great. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there, were, there was um, uh, the patented Nathan uh, comment was, there was a lot to like. There was, there is a lot to like. Yeah. And it's, yeah. So it's basically the story of, and like, uh, there's a a documentary series on Netflix called The Movies That Made Us. And if you're a fan of this podcast, I think you'd be a fan of that show because they basically talk about mostly 80s movies. Um, and Dirty Dancing is the first one. So if you really want like a deep dive into the history of how this got made and that it was like sort of semi-autobiographical about the the woman who um, wrote it and sort of fought to get it made uh watch that but basically it's the story of a family going on summer vacation um in the in the cat skills in the cat skills which like I think he says it's three weeks. They're there for three weeks. Mm-hmm. It, and this is what I was surprised is that this it's a period movie. It's set in 1963. Yes. And so this is another one of our, uh, of something I love, a movie in the 80s set in the 60s, mm-hmm. um, which is like, you know, people talk about that a lot, which is like, you're always nostalgic for the thing that's like one generation behind you, right? Or whatever it was when you were a kid. So in the 80s, mm-hmm. people wanted to make movies about when they were, a kid in the fifties and sixties. That's how you get like back to the future and, and dirty oh, dancing. Yeah. It's got that third, there's that 30 year gap. I remember in the eighties it, it might've been in part because of back to the future, but just that nostalgia of like fifties diners popping up everywhere, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, I think that this really did that too, especially with the soundtrack where it sort of took the music of that era and everyone was like, yes, I will dance. I will dance dances of the 60s and uh i will love it um i remember that soundtrack being like the most popular thing um and just listen to it constantly and it's all movie it's all music from the 60s so an odd thing to be so popular in the 80s perhaps uh so like they go up into the catskills and immediately um you learn that this is a very privileged family they know the owners the owners are immediately like, oh, um, your your daughter baby um, will be with my nephew and we're already matchmaking that. The nephew is like the little prince of this community who's like, I'll show you who the he's like a little Draco Malfoy. He's like, I'll show you who the good people are and who the bad people are, baby, mm-hmm. um, which, of course, none of that meant anything to me as a kid. Uh, but she through the cousin character who is like a goofy Steve Zahn type. Like he's like a proto Steve Zahn. <laughs> is, that, is that right? Steve Zahn. Is that the name of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Of, the, yeah. of that human. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, 
she finds her way to a party um, where the staff, oh, oh my, the staff, the people from the other side of the tracks are, quote, unquote, a dirty dancing. <laughs> I wrote down in my notes, six minutes in, not very dirty. <laughs> 15 <laughs> minutes. 15 minutes, much dirtier. Much dirtier. Yeah. yeah. And so and so what you really have, because this is the one of those wrong side of the track movies, is that you've got like the 60s, like, you know, Milton Burl or Dick Van Dyke style of entertainment to where it's fan, family friendly sing-alongs and it's very clean. And then beneath that, you have you know, the old classic, like, teenagers doing the rebellion kind of thing of, like, the mambo and the tango and 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 just sexualized, you know, dirty dancing. It's a lot of crotch. There's a lot of crotch involved in the dancing, which I suppose is what makes it dirty. Um, mm-hmm. And so she's at this, at this dance party with the staff, even though she showed up with the cousin and carried a watermelon. She meets Johnny, Johnny Castle who is our gorgeous, gorgeous Patrick Swayze, just like in his in his prime. Uh, and he like crotches his way over to her. So he like moves across the room and he just like goes from person to person, crotch bumping them. And this is apparently the accepted greeting in this um, uh-huh. in this tribe. Um, so he crotches his way over and meets uh, and meets baby. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he doesn't want any part of that. He's like, get baby out of here. She doesn't belong here. Our dancing is too dirty for her. Um, And (laughs) she is but a child. (laughs) Only women are allowed in here. Exactly. Um, And we sort of meet Penny there, too. It's like Penny and Johnny are the stars of this of this little club in the Catskills. They're the dance teachers. And they are, we sort of learned that they are, you know, kind of like the superstars. And so because they're very popular with the guests, every all everybody else sort of doesn't like them. Mm-hmm. In sort of a mean girl's way. Yes. So there's there's like all these different layers. So there's the owners who see everybody as kind of just staff. Um there's the uh, like waiters and and the people like that who see themselves as sort of above the people who are the entertainment gross. Well, well, this yeah, this this kind of movie is one of those ones that really is like about um, you know all the different slices of society. You know, it, it's a part of it is also the the um, you know the uh, the, the loss of innocence, mm-hmm. you know, and it's all seen from Jennifer Gray's point of view of just realizing how complex all these slices of society are. You know, right. we've we've got, you know, it's like, you know, it's almost like she's gone there every summer. And this is the first time that she's now seeing all this with adult eyes that exactly. the waiters the waiters are skeezy and looking to bone any chick they can that the um that the owners are are secretly oily and shitty, you mm-hmm. know, and, and and the way that they leverage their staff into making the um, the repeat uh, customers feel comfortable, you know, basically it's like, oh, yeah, dance, show the ladies a good time, you know, and then you see, oh, the, you know, the um, the 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 older wives, the cougars on the prowl who's. Who's um uh, bungalow you know, bunnies is what he bungalow, calls them. <laughs> the bungalow bunnies whose their um husbands only show up for the weekend. And so they're looking to kind of enjoy themselves for the rest of the week. And you see all these different kind of layers of of 
of people and how they interact. And it kind of feels like, again, like you're going, you're, you're getting a backstage tour to how things secretly operate. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the, but that, and that's very much how I came to this movie. So I feel like every time I've seen it before, I was like baby before this summer. And then <laughs> I just showed up at this summer where you, baby you, is baby's like, wait, what the fuck are you talking about right now? You have finally become a woman. I, I have. It took 40 years. <laughs> I'm so pleased to be finally having the, the wool taken from my eyes. Um, But she like she wants to be, you know, like political and forward thinking in in a very naive way. Like she can't wait to join the Peace Corps. That's like what she wants to do with her life. She's like, uh, try Southeast Asia, ma. Like she wants to be in this thing of the 60s. Um, of of like fighting for freedom and rights and everything, but in the safest possible way that's like very, very, very privileged. Um, and so she d- learns very quickly that um, Penny is uh, knocked up, which like, again, I did not know what that meant. Right. At all. Um and it was like, like, according to movies like that when we were kids, it was like a severe headache. Yeah, like I didn't know. And then, uh, you know, everybody, of course, of course, everybody assumes immediately that that Johnny is the um, is yeah. the knock knocker upper, and he does nothing to help people with that impression because he's always running around saying "I love you" and kissing her, and you know, saying "I'm responsible for her." Like he he basically is is selling the idea to everyone whether accidentally or on purpose that that you know he is with her right but it it turns out it's really more of a brother sister relationship it is like he takes care of her but he doesn't he doesn't bother to explain that to anybody ever at any point Mm -hmm. so because it's against its code yeah you don't need to know about me i don't want to know about you we're on we're from the wrong side of the track you can't understand me and so I won't explain basic elements of the plot that would really clear a lot of things up from the get-go. Um, so we we learn that it was, in fact, Robbie, the waiter, who is, like, down to clown with Baby's sister that knocked her up. And, of course, Baby's like, oh, we'll, we'll straighten this out. I know Robbie. I met him once. Uh, he will absolutely take responsibility for this child once Mm -hmm. i have explained to him again she looks at the world like a girl yes (laughs) and so she has that conversation with her where he's like what am i supposed to do ruin my life because uh uh, she's she's gross and knocked up no way and he even says to her baby there are people that matter and there are people that don't and he hands her a copy of the fountainhead (laughs) oh yuck and asks uh-huh. her to return it because he's got notes in the margin. And I'm just like, oh, oh, I hate I hate him. Like, I hated him before I knew. But now that I know, I'm like, this is the worst person. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe still, like, does not do enough, I feel, to distance her sister from this predator. Um, right. Because her sister yeah, she, is, like, falling in love. And, and, and yeah, she she doesn't let him know what an oily shit he is. She does dump a pitcher of water down his front, but that's as far as she's willing to go. When her own sister like is like, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the bone zone with Robbie tonight, she's like, Oh, I don't think you should. <laughs> and then her sister's just like, Well, too bad I'm gonna. And baby's not like, Okay, well, just quick sidebar. You know, he did knock up the pretty dance coach and says that she doesn't matter. Just just to put that in a context. And you know, he tried tried to get me to read the fountainhead. <laughs> which is that that's all you need any to know. piece yeah any part of that would have been effective mm-hmm. yeah and it, it, yeah she did not in any way do enough to try and protect her sister um no. which it, it bothered me then <laughs> but it bothers me more now um mm-hmm. anyway they they can get they they can get penny um an abortion which I don't know what I thought was going to happen when, when I was watching this as a kid and did not understand what abortion is. So she, they're going to get her an abortion, but the only time they can do it is with this one doctor on the night that they have to do their, let's say, 10-minute long dance at a different hotel. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> so they're like, baby brings them the money, which is the initial impediment to the to this right. problem. And no one is grateful for this. No, and everyone's so like, oh, baby, do you ask your dad you. for this money, baby? Uh, right. This won't help anything, baby. And it's like, maybe, maybe stopping. Maybe a- you need to start, you know, practicing more gratitude. Yeah, like maybe she's too naive, but maybe they're a little too like uh-huh. bristly. It maybe sounds they're... like everyone has something to learn in this story. If they and do. so I, I looked it up. So it's two hundred and fifty bucks mm-hmm. in 1963. In today's money, that's twenty one hundred dollars. Damn. Okay, so it is a not insignificant chunk of change, and and it yes. is like she does go to her dad and say, "Dad, don't you trust me?" I'm not in trouble, but I need you to give me this money and not ask any questions. And and he's just like, uh, yeah, cool. Here you go. Um, cool, cool. Uh, so then this the solution, the further solution to the problem, because once they're like, okay, we've got the money, um, no, no thank yous or anything like that. We've got the money, um, but we can't do it because I've got to go do this ten minute dance, and if I don't do the ten minute dance, um. The whole world falls apart and none of us will have jobs next year. Mm-hmm. And and none of the other dance women can do it because we all work around here, baby. Yeah, it, it's basically like Armageddon. There where it's like, well, we could teach astronauts how to drill, but maybe we should teach drillers how to be astronauts <laughs> yes. instead. That's exactly that's exactly <laughs> right, Nathan. <laughs> yes. Um so the solution is that Johnny will teach baby to do this uh, sexy uh, dance display that they ha- have a to present. A sexy dance display. Yes. And and so what, what follows is like, what, a week of her learning how to do this, mm. not the dirtiest it, of dance, but a little bit no. dirty. Right. A little bit dirty. And at first... At first, Johnny is not into it. He does not want to hang out with Baby. Um, he doesn't think that she can learn. He doesn't think that he can teach her. Penny is finally like, look, this lady is trying to solve all my problems for me. Can we maybe <laughs> give this <laughs> a chance? <laughs> um, and I don't. what I don't like about the beginning of the Johnny Baby situation is because it's that 80s version of negging. Where it's like, mm-hmm. if the boy is mean to the girl, the girl will love him more. Especially if he's a bad boy who who could be taught <sighs> to Bad boys. If only I could change him. Exactly. <laughs> if only uh-huh. I could show him what I see when I look at him. Yeah, then... it's, it's almost a version of, of like female porn of like, oh, I must change the bad boy. Mm-hmm. He's so changeable. And he does like he does eventually thaw and become mm-hmm. nicer to her. In and I I would say the scene where that all changes is the one where he's like, okay, I have to show you this lift. This part where I pick you up is the sort of pinnacle of this dance. It's the hardest thing to learn. How can I, Patrick Swayze, you know, demigod on earth, lift mm. Jennifer Gray? A, 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 petite woman who wears who weighs barely 90 pounds how can it be done i'm not sure that it can uh and they go swim in a lake and they go um like dance on a log (laughs) is going to mr miyagi her yes and and we are all falling in love with johnny at this point um they go do the dance she does not do the lift they sort of fail but everything's mm-hmm. fine. Like, right. ev- everything's fine. No big. The dance is literally less than 10 minutes long. Uh, it's like it's like dancing with the stars, but they only have to do it once. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what it is. Yeah. It's a professional dancer teaching a, a terrible dancer, like, literally one dance. Um, so anyway, they do the dance. It's all fine. They go back. bum 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 Penny's abortion is a botch job. Yeah, uh, we, don't, we don't get we don't get to see the hack doctor, but apparently he showed up with dirty instruments. And 
the cousin and, guy couldn't couldn't get in to save her and she's in bad shape. Yeah. So what does Penny do? Or no, well, not Penny. Penny just lays there and is like, oh, everything sucks. Um, baby goes and gets daddy. She's just like, you need to get your bag. You need to come with me. This is what needs to happen right now. Let's go. Uh, uh, daddy, daddy, doctor, Jerry Orbach. Like- yeah. So it turns out that Jerry Orbach, daddy is a doctor. And mm-hmm. so now she has to let her dad, who is kind of the pinnacle of the other side of the track, this mm-hmm. other life that she's trying to, to, you know, the two worlds that she's living in, she has to bring him into her other world. Which is which is a, a big a big deal um, because, you know, as much as she is like having this moment of loss of innocence and like learning a bit more about the world, like she is still all about daddy and daddy trusting her and, and daddy um, believing in her. And it's like for daddy to have the experience of, of losing his faith in baby is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, well, no, yeah, and then and then also no one <laughs> mourns a woman's loss of innocence more than than daddy. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's one thing that it was nice to kind of deal with, which is dad dealing with his daughter, his little princess becoming a woman. Mm-hmm. There's literally a scene to where he finds out that she had sex and Oh, he has to deal. He has to sit down. I'm glad, you know, I'm it it didn't go well, their conversation afterwards, but I'm glad they had that moment of Mm -hmm. him just having a quiet little death on the inside that his little daughter has become a woman. Yeah, which, you know, I mean, which you have to see through the lens of like, this is the 80s, but it's also this, you know, the 80s showing us the 60s. So. Mm -hmm. It, you know, this was a big deal to them. And and that's what the stakes are when she has to reveal to him. This is later on, but she has to reveal that she she spent the night with Johnny in order to get him out of a frame job for stealing wallets. Mm-hmm. Um, And so it's like the stakes are reveal to your dad that you've ha- ever had sex or <laughs> yeah, let your uh-huh. let your boyfriend get you know, well, it, it, and and also at this point, Jerry Orbach is under the impression that Patrick Swayze is the one who boinked the woman uh, who needed an abortion. You know? That's right, because Johnny basically s- tells him that he says, "Who's responsible for this girl?" When he's coming to help her, and mm-hmm. Johnny's like, "I am," which of course to him means, I, I, the, you know, I'm responsible for her. I, and- I'm the f- yeah, I'm the father of the seed. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, and so 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 not only is Johnny represent the other side of the track from a social cast level, but he's also someone who is like a predator of young women, right? From his point of view, which of course he is not. It's fucking Robbie in the Fountainhead, who we hate. Mm-hmm. Um, so ba 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 that night. So that night, baby's like, you know what really gets me in the mood having my dad save a person I just met from a botched abortion. So she goes to Johnny's room and that's the night that they get it on. Cause she's like, yep. I'm he's finally like, look, thank you. It took a lot of guts for you to go to your dad. And, and so you're brave and I appreciate you. And she's like, not brave. I'm so scared. I'm scared that I'll n- never, ever feel as horny as I do right now. And he's like, all right, yeah, let's no do shit. this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So much about this, this, um, this movie is about female sexuality and her kind of a light being switched on for her, mm-hmm. you know? Which is what this movie did for a lot of <laughs> girls my <laughs> age. So, mm-hmm. so all of a sudden she's with Johnny. She's with Johnny every chance she can get. You know, she's she's not really doing anything else except like being with Johnny and pretending that she's taking dance lessons. Beep da ba da boo. Johnny then gets in trouble because the one of the old ladies 
not she's not an old lady for god's sake she's probably not she's probably younger than me as her character in this movie <laughs> is is like johnny um we're just gonna keep up this thing where you and me go to the go to pound town when my yeah, husband's the resident playing cougar yeah and he's like i can't do it and i won't take this money to to do it and she gets so mad uh, like so she gets mad they accuse johnny of stealing wallets uh-huh. meanwhile baby's sister finds robbie banging the cougar mm-hmm. meanwhile so all this goes down on like the last night of camp and uh the little weaselly draco malfoy guy is like okay johnny here's my big plans to shake things up it's the last night of camp instead of you doing your big mambo number that everyone loves so much so that other hotels want to rent you for a night uh we're gonna do a pachanga different dance what what whoa and johnny's like okay fine buddy anyway johnny gets fired uh and again, this is the kind of the one of it feels like one of those shitty jobs that you've had before, yes. you know, uh-huh. all the different politics and all the, the crap that goes on in the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that baby's never had to see before because like all the waiters before in her life were just waiters who would like serve her and not and then disappear and not knock up her friends and and cheat on her sister or whatever. Um. So but the fact that he gets fired anyway is is such a blow to her because she's like i she's like look i told my dad that we had sex and that was the most awkward thing that's ever happened to me and you still got fired what is anything (laughs) Uh uh-huh the loss of innocence yep and she's like what do you mean things aren't fair (laughs) i'm Uh gonna i'm gonna have a word with someone about this um so Johnny has to leave and and she is like she is like heartbroken and and they do have this moment where he's like you know you you're not, I don't see you running around telling your dad how much you love me like you're telling me how great I am and how I could be so much more than than this but you you're not taking me home to daddy like so let's just not pretend it isn't anything other than exactly this like we're gonna be yeah summer romance and then i have to still have a job he's like look i i still gotta like be in this world so it doesn't make sense for me to tear it all down just because you're having a summer with patrick swayze just say you're welcome (laughs) let's move along um uh so johnny has to leave it's very very sad uh and but then we go to the last night of camp where the play is happening (laughs) and the big talent show the big talent show which is where which is where everything happens Um, again it's the whole fam family friendly world you know let's all dance and sing as a family like the super square remnants of the the 40s and 50s and the even the guy who owns kellerman's the hotel is like i feel like it's all slipping away the kids don't want magic shows and dance lessons kids want rock and roll how will we ever survive um and it's true it's true the kids want rock and roll they do not want to hang out with it with their mom and dad and and play parcheesi so at this dance show so jerry orbach dr daddy goes to give robbie like his big end of the summer tip and it's like you know you're going to med school this is like a, a big tip you know, I want to help you on your way because you're you're good and you're the right. kind of it's, it's boy. exactly the whole um, like country club mentality that the that the waiters are paying their dues, that they're these fine upstanding lads who are going to be doctors. And it's like the the apprentices of mm-hmm. the social structure, you know, mm-hmm. and they're actually just sleazoids <laughs> trying yeah. to get their rocks off. Well, and the dad's like, you know, you can imagine him being like, I had to work a summer at a vacation spot and someone gave me a big tip. So now it's my chance mm-hmm. to give the big tip to you. Um, and and for all it exterior views, 
you're the good guy in in the worldview that I understand. Yeah. And Robbie, like an idiot, opens his big yap. He could have just said nothing. He could have just said thank you. And and even Baby wouldn't have done anything because Baby is, has shown no inclination that she wants to in any way see Robbie brought to justice. Mm-hmm. Um, so so Robbie opens his big yap and he's like, oh, hey, yeah, by the way, thanks. Um, I heard that you stopped the girl I knocked up from dying. And I just want to tell you, I appreciate that, even though we both know she doesn't matter. I already told Baby. Baby didn't get that mad. So I guess <laughs> everything's fine. Have you read the Fountainhead? Have you read the Fountainhead? No, I am gonna need this copy back. Um, and and then Jerry Orbach just was like, "Oh, well, shit." The poor guy, that poor guy. Talk about a summer of upheaval. He's having a real summer of upheaval. So he's he snatches back the money and has that moment of clarity, but just goes to and sits down to watch the rest of the show. Uh, Johnny shows up. And bursts through the doors in in his his black t-shirted finery. And he's like, look, I'm going to dance. Baby's going to dance with me. Don't you put her in the corner. She taught me about the kind of person I want to be. And we're going to dance about it. Mm-hmm. The classic line. The one thing I knew before going into this movie is nobody puts baby in a corner. And I always thought he was baby, that he was standing up for himself. But uh, oh no, <laughs> turns no. out I was wrong. You were wrong about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so he and baby, they do their dance, they do the lift, they have their moment, and like everybody is just like, yeah, let's let's fucking dance it out. Everyone dances. Mm-hmm. Nobody's mad about anything anymore. Like we assume Robbie's in there dancing too and everyone's just like, "Oh, you scamp." Uh and 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 happy ending, the end. Bapadadu. Who knows? Who knows what happens? We all assume that baby just goes home and then goes to college and joins the Peace Corps and like nobody ever hears of Robbie again. Um but it, but you know, kind of like the end of Titanic, where it's like, wow, so you just like did your thing and had your whole life, and like every so often, when the grandkids ask a question, you like look wistfully away and remember Johnny <laughs> from Kellerman's, and like you never bothered to find out, like what happened to him, like what happened to him. Anyway, it doesn't matter. What matters is that no. they didn't. That baby is no longer in the corner. She did the lift, and we're all happy. Um. So, like, some fun facts about this movie are uh, that Jennifer Grey and Patrick Swayze did not like each other. Oh. Um, and they, That's... the animosity was something that carried over from Red Dawn. Oh. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my goodness. They didn't like each other during Red Dawn, and they didn't like each other in this, and neither one of them wanted the other to be cast in this movie. <sighs> Um, but the people who are watching are like, I don't know, man. They've got some pretty badass chemistry. Let's make it happen. <laughs> right. Um, uh-huh. And they do. Like, they are so... I I am romanced by this movie. I am fully mm-hmm. romanced by this movie. Um, how, how did you feel about the romance? I I did enjoy it. The I I you know the the movie did not work a hundred percent on me. Mm-hmm. Um, I was you know I felt like like it just needed to gel a little more or needed just a little more fun energy. Um, but in terms of the romance, I yeah I'm I'm surprised that they had a contentious behavior because I I felt like they were that they did a they were professionals on screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, that there was a, a chemistry for sure, and I and I I love them together, and so it sort of broke my heart a little bit to know that they they weren't um, uh-huh. having the same good time I was having. Um, right. And then also Patrick Swayze, um, although he, he like had had dancer training, obviously his knees were so torn up um, by that time that like, it was really, really hard for him to dance. And so, especially in that last scene where he's jumping off the stage, um, Mm -hmm. and then like literally kick dancing away, um, they had to do that over and over and over again. And he was just like, they'd be like, he'd be icing his knees and they'd be like, do you have one more? 
And he'd be like, yeah, of course I have one more. I'm Patrick mm. fucking Swayze. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. And was like really in a lot of pain the whole time. Um, and of That's course, rough. you can find out all of this if you watch that um, that little like, like mini documentary. Um, mm. Yeah, at this point, he's still five years away from uh, Roadhouse. And then and then two years later in Point Break. Ah, oh, Point Break. Love, I love him in Point Break. Anyway, um, so yeah, I think this is, it's not quite as fun. It's not quite as fun as I, as it was before I knew about abortions and the Fountainhead. Um, it's not as fun as that, but I still really enjoyed it. I thought it was a good watch, fun watch. Um, you know, would I run out and see it? over and over again i don't know but if it was on tv and i was folding laundry i might leave it on yeah it's it's and then i want to make i just checked my thing it's two years away from roadhouse anyway but yeah in in sections it's a lot of fun um i feel like it definitely loses a lot of momentum even though the movie is is pretty short you know it's like a hundred minutes long Mm -hmm. It, it it just doesn't have enough energy throughout for me and i usually like the the kind of slow pace and i like the dramatic stuff that they put in there it mm-hmm. just need for me it just need a little more fun i i hear you and i and i see that now like with the adult right. eyes i see that it isn't as fun as i thought it was um but i but I, there's something there that's getting lost in translation then because i fully thought it was fun um you know, I think I think when you see the darkness, <laughs> it puts a it puts a real filter on the light. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe it just need a, a little more um, of of them sneaking off and the secret dance club and mm-hmm, other people mm-hmm. joining the dance club and not just her being converted into this world, but like one of her friends being converted into it and a little more of this sort of like secret non-fighting fight club dancing society going on in the underbelly and it's a little a little less about just her transitioning Mm -hmm. to womanhood but others as well like one other friend you know so that it, it that that kind of subplot that that secret society world just came up more right or even like let's find out what happened like give me that thing where there's like a freeze frame on everybody's face from like their their most gorgeous moment in the movie and it's like johnny went on to blah 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 penny went on to blah 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 neil the owner's grandson went on to blah 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 like tell me what happened i do think the other dirty dancing movies of which like there are several i think they are more about the dancing i think that the people were like let's keep this thing going but forget about everything you thought you knew about Dirty Dancing. Now it's just about the dancing. In fact, I think there's one with Julianne Hoff, 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 the dancing lady. Forget I said that. Um. Anyway. Forgotten. <laughs> yeah. Um. But you know, I I really, to me, seeing Baby as a a dork, an uncoordinated. Mm-hmm dork who like carries the watermelon and holds herself very like you know in in lumpy cardigan sweaters just like quietly nodding behind everybody and and like i relate to her in that dorkiness and that like oh i'm not okay and so the romantic piece of like and then this gorgeous crotch dancing man is like i see value in you you know (laughs) (laughs) like Uh that it works for me on that level and Mm. of course patrick swayze i don't know if it's what i'm bringing to the table in with me or if it's just something that exists which is that i i he is a you know he he has that thing where he's a bad boy and you know he could tear out your throat with his fingertips Mm -hmm. Um, like you just know and he and he will but only if you deserve it um but he also is he dances and he's soft and sweet and like he is the reason that that bad boy myth exists Mm -hmm. um which is a blessing and a curse because you know because he's patrick swayze and it and it i i think that the thing about him the appeal about patrick swayze is that he has a code Mm -hmm. you know he he is both tough but outwardly sensitive Mm mm-hmm but he has a code that that 
kind of guides his behavior. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care what her dad thinks of him. He doesn't care what the boss thinks. You know, he's going to follow his code, you know, um, and he's like that in Dirty Dancing. He's like that in Roadhouse. And I think that's his unique persona and his, mm-hmm. his appeal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, that that is, I think, something that, that when you cast him, that's what you're bringing in is like that sort of story that we believe about him just because he has that like look in his eye or whatever it is like um, uh, that we understand that about him just just at a glance. And so like to get to know his character is easy because we we feel we know that guy already. Um, Okay, so so what do you think? Do you think it holds up? Like what do you would you recommend people watch? Uh, it's not, again, it's not as fun as I was hoping. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I'm so in terms of like point rating, I'm landing in like the 6.5 zone. Okay. Um, yeah, I think I'm in the, I think I'm at a seven. I think, yeah, I think it, I'm which, in that range, which is kind of like, I enjoyed it, but I don't think I can recommend it per se. But if if I was in one of those situations, like in a couple of years, you know, that someone said, oh, let's watch Dirty Dancing tonight. And it's like, yeah, OK, that could be fun. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's good enough to enjoy if someone else wants to see it a little more than you or has kind of like a, a connection to it. I, you know, I, I it's not going to be a a crappy night it'll it's there's still fun uh to be had and laugh and you're gonna laugh you're gonna laugh yeah exactly so i'd be willing to see it with someone but to to put it on myself for fun probably not (laughs) i think that is a fair and an accurate assessment um i think so too yeah i'm gonna give it a seven um, I, I think I don't think it holds up as being something that is timeless, but I think it, mm-hmm. it holds up as being something that's like you want to see what things people thought the 60s were like in the 80s. <laughs> Get a load of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and and yeah, so, you know, I it is that thing of like the the black and white dancing and on the hot pink letters that say dirty dancing. It is just like the trailer where it's like, oh. I'm this movie isn't selling me what it thinks it's selling me, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know that you um, had a little bit of a trouble coming up with a deep cut recommendation. So but you've been killing it on the deep cut recommendations. <laughs> so, you know, um, uh, it, what tell me what you're thinking about. So I, I've really vacillated on on um, like, is it a wrong set of the track movie? Is it a dancing movie? Uh, I think I'm going to land on more of the uh, the the end of an age, kind of uh, oh. the end of, of, you know, of the 60s. Uh, so I, my, my deep cut, deep cut, my deep cut recommendation is going to be American Graffiti, um, which I haven't seen in a while, but I feel like it still holds up. Um, and it's really set in the late 60s, right before Vietnam happens and it's really not only an an end of of innocence for the the cast of characters in there um but it's also the end it's like the end of innocence for america um and it's basically you know the last night before everyone goes their separate ways you know we've got this great all-star cast of like richard dreyfus and ron howard and harrison ford you know um and it's done like a documentary and it feels very real and very fly on the wall. Um, And yeah, that would be my recommendation in terms of the, just kind of like the, the end of an age of innocence for America. Wow. Okay. So you told me you weren't going to do a good one. And then, and then once again, (laughs) you're like bringing the heat. Um, I love that. That's great. Uh, and there are so many reasons to recommend American Graffiti, really. Um, if I'm being honest, I've never seen the whole thing. <laughs> I've only seen the parts that everyone sees. But like like Rambo and Rocky, I've never sat down and like watched watched it all play out in front of me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So that's a great recommendation. So I I went also a different way, uh, which is that the soundtrack to this movie was such a staple of my young life. Like we would put on this soundtrack and dance and dance and dance. And of course had it on cassette tape and would just like, yep, flip it over. Yep. Flip it over and just make up dances and, um, uh, uh, loved the soundtrack so much. And, Oh, including the song that Patrick Swayze sings himself. She's like the wind. He wrote, and performed that song which is the song that plays when he's saying goodbye to baby she's like wind through my trees so just think of that one differently next time you hear it that is patrick swayze singing to you um so i want to recommend a movie soundtrack which i think is equally as as good and as meaningful um (laughs) What? You want to rec- you want to recommend the Fountainhead? I want to recommend you read the Fountainhead. Um, here's Robbie's version. He's got notes in the margin. Uh, so this the other soundtrack that I love as much as this one is the Gross Point Blank soundtrack. Mm. Uh, I recommend it as a movie, but as a soundtrack, like you cannot go wrong. It the music is so good, and you can just listen to the whole thing over and over and over again. Um, so that's what I recommend. If you like soundtracks, go ahead and get the Dirty Dancing one uh, and and then pick up the Gross Point Blank soundtrack. You won't be sorry. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So cool. Um, uh, we have, you know, some episodes coming out, hopefully, and in, in not months and months in between them. Uh, thank you for your patience, friends, as we get through <laughs> This we time. really have no excuse except, of course, just like the crippling depression and anxiety. We've got plenty of free time, but come on. I mean, where am I going to squeeze in all my freakouts? You know, <laughs> yeah, my inter- <laughs> my screaming inside my own heart. That's right. When you look at your schedule and it's just a blank void, it's really hard to put something in there and, and break up all that clean white space. Um <laughs> But it, you know, certainly not because we, we don't like each other. We're, we're getting right. back to it. Um, so yes, please like like the podcast, review the podcast. You know, we are so happy to have, be seeing the numbers. You know, sort of steadily tick up, and we would love to keep that momentum going. Um, so please do those things and find everything about Nathan and where you can hire him and watch all of his movies at. Yeah, I'm available for birthdays. Uh, Squishy <laughs> Studios, squishystudios.com, and across all social media um, platforms. Nathan, I think that's actually a great idea. If you have a birthday party for a kid where you teach them to make a movie and you like make right. a film with the kids there, my kids would be into yeah. it. Um, you can find me at nctphoenix.com. It's N for neighborhood, C for comedy, T for theater, and Phoenix all spelled out. You can watch me do improv online. And if you are local, you can see me do improv um, in a lot, in a lot between two buildings, which is where improv belongs in the year 2021. Um, and thank you so much for listening. Um, and while you're out there dancing your dirty dances, be sure to keep the most excellent 80s movies podcast motto in mind be excellent to each other and party Party on on, dudes and nobody puts baby in the corner it's true fact